insanity. Everyone has a different definition of what insanity actually is. And today we're going to take a look at two people who many would consider absolutely insane. First off, a young woman believes that the universe has sent her a soulmate. But this one has a very dark secret. And then we take a look at someone else who has all the hallmarks of an insane person. Me. Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. Hope you guys are having a great day too. You're like, Jason, didn't you just say you were insane? I don't know if I want to hang out with you this episode. Well, this this person has no choice. They got to listen to it. Coming into Dead Rabbit Command right now is our newest Patreon supporter. Coming in, it's Jacob Schlager. Everyone give a round of applause to Jacob Schlager. He's like, my name's Schlager. Well, Jacob, sorry I didn't confirm how your name was pronounced, but you're going to be our captain or pilot this episode. If you guys can't support the Patreon or if you don't want me to butcher your name on air, that's fine too just help spread the word about the show really really helps out a lot now jacob let's go ahead and get this start oh and let me say this too i have gone 700 and what what is this 756 episodes at this point and i very i think i've cussed on two of them maybe maybe more than that this episode this first story in particular i'm going to have to say the f word multiple times i tried figuring out a way to do it without it and it's not like i think you guys are all prudes or anything like that but if you do listen to this at work, <laughs> God save your soul, because how often I talk about horrible fetishes, this one I talk about a fetish as well, but, or if you're listening around kids, or basically anyone, anyone who doesn't want to hear anything disgusting, if you do happen to listen to it around them, this one I'm going to be dropping the F-bomb a lot, so just a heads up, if you are listening to this at work, put some headphones on, you're operating heavy machinery, they're like, Bill, Bill, you're about to crush your fingers! but you just can't wait to listen to this podcast. So fingers be damned. So Jacob, I'm going to go ahead and toss you the keys to the Jason Jalopy. We're going to leave behind Dead Rabbit Command. We are headed out to Serbia. I've never really seen Serbia. I watched this documentary a long time ago called Behind Enemy Lines, and it was about Owen Wilson got shot down in Serbia, and he made it. He got in front of enemy lines, thankfully, to tell us the story. But that's pretty much my only experience with Serbia. It's very great. Basically, the entire country looks like the first 20 minutes of Saving Private Ryan. Now, I could be wrong. Could be a beautiful place. I've lost all my Serbian listeners. The Serbian Tourist Board has now banned this show. But even according to this, this Serbian's account it doesn't seem like the best place ever it seems like i'm pretty accurate so we're driving around serbia and we're headed back to the year 2011 now we don't have an exact location but again the way the way she portrays this it's just an endless wasteland and we don't have a name for this young woman we're gonna call her monique just a stab in the dark if that's her real name i'm just guessing monique is driving through serbia her mom's actually driving she's a 16 year old girl and her mom's driving through Serbia, and she says it's this long journey. They're just driving for hours and hours and hours, and she's looking out the window, and she sees just dead grass. <laughs> this is her, her, her story. Dead grass stretching for miles and miles all the way to the horizon. She just sees dead yellowed grass. And that was, that was, that's the nice part of Serbia. And while she's riding in the car and she's staring out the window, she hears a voice in her head. But he fucks 
dead bodies. Now, Monique didn't identify this as a voice different than her normal imagination. If anything, it may be classified as an intrusive thought. We did an episode on intrusive thoughts before. Intrusive thoughts are absolutely fascinating. In a nutshell, your brain will get stuck in a loop. A lot of people think they're going crazy when they have intrusive thoughts. And intrusive thoughts can be really bad. They can actually be counter to what you normally would believe. So you may love you may love your child, but every so often you get this thing stuck in your head being like, I want to I just want to smash him in the head with a hammer. I just want to smash and you're it, it terrifies you. You're like, no, I don't want to smash him in the head with a hammer. I love this little dude. But an intrusive thought, and the more you think about it, the more it gets in. It's the bear you feed. It's that whole analogy. Everyone has two wolves in them, and the one that, you know, gets stronger is the one that you feed. So people have intrusive thoughts about all sorts of stuff. People have intrusive thoughts about like their sexuality. It's it's absolutely fascinating. I did a whole episode on it. I'll put it in the show notes, and it makes you question who you are. But it, that's all it is, a, an intrusive thought. It's just this weird thing that humans go through. You're not alone. So this may be classified as an intrusive thought. It doesn't necessarily come from the ether. But the way Monique sees it, though, is that the universe is telling her, but he fucks dead bodies. She says the phrase just jumped in her head. And she was staring off into the distance. And then it began to repeat. But he fucks dead bodies. 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 And as this thought is rolling around in her head, she comes to this conclusion. My soulmate was out there. That's her actual quote in this post. My soulmate was out. That's how she. That's what she's getting from this thought. And you're thinking, wait, wait, what? How, how, how is any of this connected? She thinks the universe is giving her a message. Saying that the perfect man is out there for you. But you can never be with him because he fucks dead bodies. And she would never be with someone who engaged in that activity. To be fair, no no one would, right? And she believes this person is her soulmate to such a point. Now, Monique posted this online in 2020. So nine years after she had this experience, she's still thinking about it. And she says, I have a boyfriend now, and he doesn't fuck dead bodies. But I told him about this. This is such an important moment of her life. She told her current boyfriend about it, and she's writing about it nine years later. And she says, this person is my soulmate so much that if he saw me, he would instantly recognize me and never let me go. But he fucks dead bodies, and I can't be with him. She now knows that she has a soulmate out there, but his crime is so heinous, she'll never be with him. And this is how she ends her post. Please don't insult me. I'm a fragile, lonely soul, and my life is heavy. Don't push me down. Love to the nice people on here. Please help me. Am I losing? Lost my mind? What are those thoughts? She posted that back in 2020. She hasn't posted anything since. And she had a pretty active post. This was on Reddit. She had a pretty active posting history. And it's the one thing I like about Reddit is that I can track back stuff. 
she had been posting pretty much the entire year of 2020 and a bunch of different topics. And then her last series of posts was this, and they got deleted. She was posting them in subreddits like The Truth Is Here and Paranormal, Ghost Story, stuff like that. She got They got deleted from a few of them. She was reaching out for help. Now, it's definitely possible that this is a creepypasta. This is an ARG that started up or anything like that. I haven't seen anything to prove that, but it's possible. And as far as the making fun of things, that's really not what I want to do here. But I thought this was so fascinating to look at because what we have here is a young woman who most likely, well, there's two options here. There's a rational option and a paranormal option. The rational option is that she did have some sort of intrusive thought. And intrusive thoughts to the unknowing or untrained mind are absolutely terrifying. Absolutely horrific thoughts can pop up into your head. I know people who have a fear of holding babies because they're afraid they're going to smash them against the ground. And they would never do that. They wouldn't even drop They wouldn't even drop a watermelon. But they had it for whatever reason that intrusive thought got into their head and every so often it pops up and they're afraid they'll actually throw a baby to the ground. And I've had people confide in me all sorts of intrusive thoughts. When I did the episode, I got a lot of emails and a lot of YouTube comments, mostly emails, because people wanted to be private about intrusive thoughts they were having. And all of them, I go, listen, it's just an intrusive thought. If you think it's something more serious, you may want to talk to someone. But most likely, follow the steps in the episode. And, and basically, like, you have to... Uh, I don't actually, I actually don't remember how you got rid of them. I don't remember if you ignored them or if you just let it play out. <laughs> In real life, don't smash the baby, but there is a trick. I don't remember it off the top of my head, but... <laughs> go listen to that episode if you're holding a baby but yeah so intrusive thoughts they are they it's just a weird quirk of biology and now she could be having that and that but he fucks dead bodies just popped in her head and she thought it was weird and then it started cycling through this is nine years later she's a grown woman she was 16 when this happened now she's what 25 she's still worried about these she ends it what are those thoughts now, when I look at the comments to this Reddit, most of them were, you're insane. You have some sort of mental problem. And an intrusive thought does not mean you're insane. But I thought it was interesting how everyone kind of defaulted to that. And to be honest, myself as well. I go, this, this is, she's nuts. And I set it aside. I said this, I came across this a while ago. I set it aside. And I was just going through my notes and I came back and I read it with a fresh set of eyes and I go, well, she's nuts. I mean, I, I don't think she's legally insane by any means, but I don't think she is. I think the I think this is an intrusive thought playing in her head is what I'm saying. But we're so quick to judge her now. Well, let's look at the paranormal aspect of this. Why couldn't the universe be telling her? That there's a soulmate out there, but he fucks dead bodies. We've covered way weirder things on this show. And it's so interesting what... Because we're this this is on paranormal subreddits. This post is on The Truth Is Here. I think that's where I originally saw it. Oh, and I'm pretty sure it got deleted, and I archived it, but I could be wrong on that. This was on The Truth Is Here subreddit. And they talk about UFOs and ghosts and Bigfoot and paranormal and dimensional rifts and... If she had said, I was driving through Serbia, and I think an alien named Voltar beamed the message into my head that soon the apocalypse will come and I have to repair, this would have gotten way more traction, right? This might have gone viral. But because the voice was saying, but he fucks dead bodies, we go, that's insane. 
And I find that so fascinating. I find that so fast. I don't want to get too much into the weeds in this, but I find it so fascinating what we as paranormal research, and myself included in this, decide what is insane and what is not. Travis Walton saying that he got sucked aboard a spaceship back in what, the early 80s, 70s, whatever that was, and got experimented on and, and broke free and all that stuff and then came back to Earth and did a movie and a book and all that stuff. We accept that. We accept that as part of UFO lore. She gets laughed off of Reddit. She's insane. And so I find that so it's part why what why couldn't she have been relayed this information? But I wanted to include it in the insanity episode because it does highlight what we would consider insane behavior. The universe saying, but he fucks dead bodies to you. And then making the leap to, oh, that must mean I have a soulmate out there, but he fucks dead bodies and so on and so forth. Like it almost feels like you have the intrusive thought and then you have the. That's a, it seems like such a conclusion to jump to. Now, she went to talk to any random person, this would be considered insane. Even in the fringe world we exist in, us fans of the paranormal, this is considered an insane belief. But why? Why is this any weirder than someone saying that they woke up in the middle of the night, there was much alien standing around their bed, or they were walking out a dark hallway, they saw a ghost, and the ghost delivered a message to them? Why would this be any different? I find that fascinating. But I didn't want to jest. I don't think it was fair. And I'm not picking on her either. I did want to make sure that we weren't saying, ha ha, let's look how crazy this woman is. We can look at the belief. And I hope she's found some peace. She hasn't posted since. I hope she's found some peace. But Jacob, let's go ahead and fire up the Carboner Copter. We're leaving behind Serbia picturesque Serbia. Let's go ahead and buy some postcards while we're here and send them off to our worst enemies. Jacob, let's go ahead and leave behind Serbia. We are headed all the way out to Hood River, Oregon. Now, talking about insanity, let's shift attention to me. And I'm not talking about the fact that I believe in ghosts and aliens and Bigfoot and all this stuff. Because that, even that, is fairly accepted it's becoming more accepted in modern society like if you walked up to your co-worker and said you believed in bigfoot you wouldn't be fired if you walked up to your co-worker and said man i think i found my soulmate but he fucks dead bodies that might cause human resources to get involved but generally like we and this was so fascinating to me why is, here here's the thing you have basic society that just thinks believing in any of it it's dumb they don't think it's rational, ghosts, or Bigfoot, or aliens, and stuff like that. And they might think you're a kook. They might think you're a little weird. But they probably won't think you're certifiable. Certifiably insane. If you went to work and you started talking about flat earth, people would think you were more insane. But, like, there, you know what I mean? There's that hierarchy. It's almost like an iceberg. You can make an iceberg of what people find insane. Instead of obscure stuff. Like, at what point do people go, no, 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 no. You can't talk about that at work. Now you're nuts. And one thing that I believe in, which I think people believe... I believe in ghosts, and I believe in aliens, and I believe in... I, Bigfoot is always iffy on me. I believe there's something out there, but I just don't know how to classify it. Maybe he exists, but... I believe there's something to the sightings. I just don't know how to classify it. But I'm open. I'm open to the Bigfoot thing. But if I told people about my experiences with the law of attraction, you would go, you're nuts, dude. Like, you're nuts. If you actually, if you actually, Jason, if you actually believe what you're telling me, you're nuts. You're as nuts as the girl in the first story. 
We've talked a lot about the law of attraction on this show. I've done a couple episodes. I'll put them in the show notes. And I'm not going to retread all that ground. But basically what the law... And this is why law of attraction at its core is insane. The law of attraction is seeing something and believing something different. That is the hardest part of the law of attraction. Wallace Waddles, who wrote the greatest book on the law of attraction, the law of attraction basically is you can manipulate the universe by your own thoughts. You can manipulate fate by your belief. That's in a core. And Wallace Waddles wrote the greatest book on the law of attraction, really the first modern book about it. I know Neville Goddard wrote it, and I know The Secret was written, and I know you have all these other books. The Science of Getting Rich is the earliest modern book on it. And he says in that, you have to believe opposite of what you see. That makes you a mastermind. If you can live in a rat-infested tenement and go, I'm in a mansion. I can see the gilded works on the wall and I can see the clean floor and the fresh running water as rust-colored <laughs> rust water is pouring out of your pipes. You are a mastermind. You're actually looking at reality and seeing something different. And that is nearly impossible. But it works. It's funny, a long time ago I said, I don't really like Post Malone's music, and I was doing an episode about Post Malone, it was, I wasn't just talking about him, I was doing an episode about Post Malone, I said I didn't like his music, and then I started listening to his music, and it turns out I'm a huge Post Malone fan, and I need to learn to shut my mouth about music I don't like, because recently I made a comment about Little Nas X, and I go, ah, the new Montero song, you know, he's only popular now because that video was so controversial. I was listening to his new song, Industry Baby, and it's it's a banger. Like, I really like Industry Baby. Uh, it's a really, really good song. And I was listening to it, and it immediately spoke to me. And I couldn't figure out why. It's like, oh, dude, this beat's really good. I really like his flow. But it spoke to me on a different level. I was watching a interview with him on Genius. I'll put it in the show notes. And I recommend people watching this interview. He was being interviewed with the other person on the song, a young man named Jack Harlow. The song is about the law of attraction. I could barely understand parts of what he was saying, honestly. I had to look up the lyrics at one point. And in the interview, both of them were like, listen, when I was a young person... I knew I would be here. I knew it. Didn't doubt it at all. And here I am. And Lil Nas X goes on to say, listen, I had the biggest song in the world. I shouldn't be here. I should just be a one-hit wonder. But I knew when I made my first mixtape before I became famous that I would become bigger than I am right now. So when I was big during my song, the cowboy song, what was it, Old Town Road? He goes, I knew that wasn't the end. I visualized past being the biggest song ever. Here he is. And Jack Harlow's saying the same thing. And it's so funny. They were talking to each other and they go, yeah, you know, Jack's like, I wanted to be on this song because I really agreed with the message. And I was like, what, what's the message? They said at the beginning of the interview and as they were being interviewed, separate interviews, they both started talking about the law of attraction. You have to believe you have already won. Against all odds. And, and that, that's what makes it magical. You have to believe something that's not true. It's not faith. 
Their law of attraction is the opposite. You have to see something and believe the opposite. Faith is not seeing something and believing it anyways. You know you're not going to see a physical manifestation of these things, but you believe them anyways. The law of attraction is seeing a physical manifestation and not believing it. And that's the hardest thing to do because I'm sitting in this closet and I'm dripping with sweat because it's so hot in here. And I have to visualize myself in a recording studio that I own in the basement of my house. Wood paneling and acoustic foam everywhere. I have to visualize success. And, and, and not visualize that I'll have it someday. I have to believe I have it now. And that is the hardest thing to do. And when you look at people like Lil Nas X and Jack Harlow, they did it and they're talking about it. The law of attraction is so fascinating to me, but a normal person, and I would argue even a lot of people in the paranormal community, I would argue even a fair amount of this audience would believe I am insane to believe it and to preach it as much as I do. You go, Jason, that's impossible. Like, sure, it might work, but I believe it. I believe it. And that, to me, is the key to magic. And that's where we're really going to get insane. I've mentioned before on the show, it's funny, this is kind of becoming a clip show. I've mentioned before on the show that back in college I used to uh, steady magic. Steady the magical arts, right? And it's funny because it's one of it's one of those things I don't talk about a lot because it is insane. But I I it's 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 funny. I I'm I'm cribbing it, right? I didn't just study magic. I practiced magic. And it's funny because, see, I don't tell a lot of people that. I'll talk about ghosts and I'll talk about seeing angels and all sorts of weird stuff. But when I bring up this, even I know that's a, even I know that's a bridge too far. And it's funny because we cover magic all the time on this show. And I ne- I'll always like make fun of witches and stuff like that. I really make fun of the witch culture, the way they cast their spells. But at the end of the day, what it is, is you have to believe the spell works or it doesn't. And if you doubt it for a second, it doesn't. And Jason, you're thinking, you truly truly are insane if you believe that you can cast a spell. I think Law of Attraction is the magic without the ritual. The ritual helps you focus on what you want. Not what you want, what you have already. You have to believe you already have the success and you're already grateful for getting it. You can't believe if I work really... You have to work really hard. That's a component of it. That's something a lot of people forget. They just visualize having the perfect romantic partner and yet they don't work on themselves to make themselves attractive to the ultimate romantic partner, whether that's physical or mental or or social, whatever. Like, you have to do both. I want to have a successful podcast. I have to work. I haven't eaten today. I have not eaten today. I got off work and came here, and I'm recording this. (laughs) I'm like, Jason, you can eat. Law of Attraction does not say you can't eat. But I'm driven. Meal can wait. Food can wait. 
it's interesting because if someone was walking by, they would think I was nuts just talking about this. And there's a segment of the paranormal community that thinks magic is nuts. Believes in ghosts, believes in Bigfoots and UFOs. I, I really don't think there's a huge crossover between people who believe in aliens and Bigfoot and people who believe in magic. Ghosts and magic, I think there's more of a crossover, but if you had a Venn diagram of the different conspiracy theories, I think aliens are so tech-based, a lot of people go, oh, they have these warp drives and stuff like that, and there's very science-based, and people who believe in magic, that magic works, I think even they would be laughed at by those people, right? So is that an insane belief, that I believe magic works? It's interesting. This, this, the reason why I wanted to bring this up, the reason why I wanted to bring up this insanity thing, now, do I actually think I'm insane? No. Do I think that my beliefs of, like, the law of attraction and believing... And see, believing is not even the word. It's, it's, it's knowing. It's... I know I'm sitting in a folding chair that I got at Walmart while my microphone is attached to another folding chair. What I have to know and not doubt for a second... That I'm sitting in a $50,000 studio with a mahogany desk. Padded seat. You have to picture the seat. You have to picture how the wheels roll when you move. The smell of the studio. The reflection on the glass door. You have to picture it. And that's the difference between me and Lil Nas X. He's mastered that. I'm still an apprentice. The reason why I'm bringing this up now is that I, because I have a magic background, right? Because I have a background in that, even though I'm working the law of attractions. And one thing Wallace Waddle says, which is really interesting, he goes, you are not to make a time of devotion to practice this. It's not like you can say, well, every night before I go to bed, I'm going to do this. Or once a week, I'm going to take an hour out of my day to do this. He goes, it must be constant. You must constantly be living in the new reality. You're like, Jason, that sounds incredibly dangerous. You're driving the car. You're like, I'm in a self-driving car. I imagine myself in a self-driving Tesla. And you're just like kicking back. I mean, you obviously like, it's not that extreme, but he goes, that's not how this works. You have to believe it constantly. But because I have a background in magic, because that's kind of my original introduction to the law of attraction, this is so weird. And I think a more insane person, a more paranoid person would have thought of this differently, but I had a location here in town that I used, because I walked by it every single day. There was a crossroads. Very, very powerful in magic dealings. Crossroads. There was a crossroads with an island on it. I walked by it all the time. For the past 10 years, I've walked by this. Sometimes on that side of the road, sometimes on the other side of the road. And I... When I crossed the crossroads and stood on this island, I felt there was something there. Not good, not evil, just energy. There. Raw energy. This sounds absolutely insane. This this sounds insane, right? College-educated man. Walking down the street over an island. What, what are you talking about, Jason? If, if a homeless man told you what I'm about to tell you, you, you would think he was insane. And you may think I'm insane. I would walk by this 
all the time. And I decided to start to use this island as a focus point for my law of attraction. For the podcast, really. That's my big law of attraction. I want as many people as possible to listen to this podcast. I think it helps people. I think it entertains people. And I would love to do it full time. right? I've talked about this on the show. I would love to get to the point where we are traveling across the country or the world visiting Hanshiville. Talking to people who have experienced these events. You know, that would be really cool. That is my vision of this show. So when I would cross this island, I would... See, I it's not imagine but... I would see the show grow. I could feel it getting stronger. And I did that all the time. Now, I did it when I was at home, too, but I felt that this place was powerful. hundred years ago, a church would have been built here. That's how I felt. Old missionaries would have walked by and they would have sensed that power. Maybe an angel would have guided them to build a location here. Maybe even farther back, it was a sacred spot, this 20-foot by 20-foot piece of land might have been a sacred spot to the natives who lived here thousands of years ago. But now it's part of a road. But there's that little island that you can walk on. And when you step onto that island, it felt powerful. And I used it all the time. And it worked. It worked. It's been destroyed. It's gone now. It's destroyed. This island is no longer there. Some construction crew came out. They tore it to pieces. And laid in these massive pipes. These pipes were bigger than the machinery they were using to put these pipes in. And the the pipes were so big. I thought, how are these even going to fit underground? What is going on here? I mean, you could drive a tractor through this. I'm like, why are they putting such a giant pipe under here? Why are they putting such a giant pipe underground? But while I was thinking about the physics of what this giant pipe would do, my island was gone. My shrine. Even though Wallace Waddles say you don't need one, I felt like this amplified things. And it's gone. The law of attraction is a is a crazy beast because I think in a way everyone's tried it even if you didn't know what it was. Everyone's wished upon a star. Everyone's fantasized or daydreamed about something else. The law of attraction is a different beast. It's believing something that doesn't exist yet. You have to believe you already have it. You have to believe you already have it. And if you think that you don't, the universe will not provide it for you. Because you think that you don't. And so the universe goes, I guess he doesn't need it. Then you get a young man like Lil Nas X, who again, put in the hard work, but also visualized this whole time that he would be past where he is now. You don't need a shrine. You don't need a location. You don't need a specific time of day to do this in. You just need to do it all the time. But let's put our conspiracy caps on and wrap it up like this. 
Conspiracy caps fully on. Let's say that I'm right about this. Let's say that not only am I right about the law of attraction, which I believe I am, you could argue the island, right? You go, Jason, you love walking. It's a pretty scenic part of your walk, right? You just, it's kind of in between places and it's a crossroads and you know about how those exist in the paranormal world. Maybe, maybe you just like stepping up there. Maybe just like the daydreaming and stuff like that. Sure, sure, right? But conspiracy caps fully on. What if I was right? I had tapped into some place that was powerful. And that power was seen by others. This is my big issue about saging houses. I believe in ghosts and I believe in sage and you can smudge places. But when you put a protection spell on something, you're basically letting the paranormal world, there's someone in there worth getting at. You know what I mean? People have those little signs on their lawn saying we are protected by security. That lets me know that you have stuff in there that is worth securing. And so let's conspiracy cap fully on. I'm going there and I'm doing this. I'm believing doing the law of attraction thing in this spot. I'm focusing all my mental energy while I'm in this spot. And over years, it's building up and other forces see this they're detecting all this emotional energy in what is otherwise an intersection it's open to the public so they destroyed it who was they i don't know <laughs> again conspiracy caps fully on but they destroy it and i'm so curious about what those pipes are underneath i mean these were some of the biggest pipes i've ever seen in my life What if it is a place of power? But people can't just do rituals. People can't do rituals in the middle of the road. So just like how you would build aqueducts to move water from one place to another, just how you would create life in Southern California by diverting all these rivers and damming all of these lakes so you can move water into Los Angeles and build a city where there shouldn't be one. What if they're doing the same thing with that raw power that I just stumbled upon? Some dumb kid throwing up images to the universe. And I'm standing on what could only be really classified as a Stonehenge level location. And I'm lighting up the grid. And there are darker forces that have now located it and they're funneling that energy to them. The beautiful thing about the conspiracy cap is we can say things that sound insane. Right? We're just kind of proposing this would be an interesting way to wrap up the mystery. But when you're dealing with the paranormal, there's, a, there's such a thin thin line between insanity and the secrets of the universe.
deadrabbitradio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. TikTok is at deadrabbitradio. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys.